You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, shop time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Oh, an excellent bounce back for the podcast and for Mutt and for Shime. And we will re- recap for a couple of minutes here and then get into the uh, the main event. And that is the Patriots and Bears tonight, Monday Night Football. Chris Shime, happy 3-0 Monday morning to you, buddy. How's it going on? Mutt, I really needed this. I've had a couple of weeks that I have struggled, but this week was an excellent week for me. 3-0 on the picks, 4-2 on the props. I felt wonderful this yeah nice run by you nice run by you yesterday buddy yeah thank you i and we hit the bruins pick uh over the weekend as well hitting on the money line so that was awesome and oklahoma state uh, yep that was a great great mike i think i i think i sent you the stat now too mike gundy is now 15 and 2 as an underdog or something ridiculous like that like well just unbelievable Mike Gundy can shove it because the only number <laughs> I care about is uh, yeah, Bomber Brad is now eleven and four making picks Let's in the go. show. Set, uh, what is it? Eight of the eight of the eleven have won outright. Um, he's got Bears tonight plus the points, so we'll see if he can close it out in style. But I was joking with him on text, like le- legitimately, there's not a hotter like public handicapper in the country. There's no one in the country who's gone eleven and four, and eight of their they've all been eleven. The eleven wins have been underdogs, and eight of the eleven have won outright. Like just hasn't happened. Yeah, no one's doing that. That's no insane. So uh, good job by Brad. That's a seventy-four percent hit rate. That is wild. All right. So um, I I know I got a couple of props right. I didn't write them all down on Saturday, but I know Gerald Everett went over. That was nice. nice. And I know Nick, Nick Chubb was not close. I could not believe they posted that rush total at eight and a half carries. He had five carries for four yards. Cream rush. No, not oh, Cream Hunt. Cream rush. Uh, Cream Hunt was way. <laughs> Way under his carries. He's involved in the passing game. So we at least went uh, 2-0 and there. I know I split. I went 0-2 on the Cowboys props. They ended up going back into Gallup and Reynolds once the, the Enactus route yesterday afternoon. Uh, Michael Gallup didn't get a freaking target yesterday for the Cowboys. That was wild, given Dak Prescott was back and Josh Reynolds was definitely hurt and was. I figured, okay, uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, who we both liked. He went down early with a concussion, didn't come back. Okay, well, now Reynolds will get involved. And it was Khalif Raymond and Tom Kennedy and a bunch of uh, you know other stiffs uh, for Detroit as Dallas won that game pretty convincingly, Shime. So I say overall, I didn't go back and do the full recap yet. I think as a podcast, a really, really good Saturday for yeah, props. It was just an awesome Saturday. I mean, we I, the only props I missed on were the Brees Hall over receptions. He also got injured early in the game. He got hurt. He got back, hurt. So yeah. that's just unfortunate. And then Zeke didn't end up getting a single target, actually, in the pass game, which was that's pretty wild. shocking to me. Um, so he didn't get that 7.5 receiving yards. But Tyler Conklin well eclipsed the 2.5 receptions. Matt nice. Ryan threw a pick like in, in, in the first quarter, which is the easiest six, catch. wasn't it? Uh, the First one was a pick six, yeah. And then he ended up throwing a second pick later in the game as well. Uh, Jalen Waddle cashed in the first half of that Sunday night football game. And Kyle Pitts, under 42, was not even close. I think he had three catches for nine yards. Wow. Oh, so, I mean, I have to look at it, but, I mean, uh, you know, I went, what, uh, two and one. You went three, you know. That's five, five and one there plus the props. That's a winning day. <laughs> what that's a, day a winning we day. Had. We have to move it all the Saturday morning from now on. Just push it all the Saturday I morning like it. and put it all in Extra research day. Uh, it really was. Uh, but this is not this is not a pat yourself on the back show. This is a 
uh, looking forward to Shime. And we get to look forward tonight to Patriots and Bears, our team in primetime Monday night football, just after 8 o'clock. We should remind people right here. Okay, and I'll remind you on Twitter today, so we'll Shime. I'll remind you on the air tonight before the game. We are chatting during the game in the BetQL app. In fact, for those who will listen to this today, Shime and I are already in there today. Uh, it's, it's already open. The chat is already open. You go to the BetQL app. You download it for free. Click the chat fun- function in the lower right-hand corner. And there are a bunch of primetime games up there. They have different hosts chatting different and different games. And Shime and I have been tasked to chat during the game tonight. I've already posted in there. You've already posted in there, Shime. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going on Twitter tonight for the game. All my thoughts of the game will be directly in the BetQL chat. Correct. So I'm taking the break from Twitter. Uh, if you want to find my thoughts live in game, it'll be on BetQL app only to try to uh, get people incentivized to go in there. I'll have some picks and ideas during the game. I will have some game thoughts as the thing goes on. Likely many of them stupid because I'm just a dumb guy <laughs> watching football on my couch. And Shime's going to be firing off live bets. Oh, I believe you're going to be firing well. off so many live bets. It's going to be stupid. It's going to be awesome, though. I hey, gu- hey, guys, great job in the chat. I noticed Shime made 19 live bets, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Is he okay? Is he okay? Question Everything mark? okay at home? Um, and as I said, look, speaking of speaking of, of s- Saturday, okay, let's start with this game. I, I, I said the, the t- my top line thought on the game was there is not a better teaser piece on the board. So, given that I went 2-1 and one yesterday and you went 3-0, and oh, I got a lot into this game tonight, Patriots minus two shine. I'll I'll admit that off the top. My biggest uh, my biggest spot is Patriots laying two to close out both a big and a small teaser heading into Monday Night Football. Yeah, and I actually think I'm going to go back up to New Hampshire uh, later this afternoon and put the Patriots in another teaser with the Baltimore Ravens for Thursday night and uh, just have a Monday Thursday teaser because I. I I love this teaser piece so much, and then I also want to get a piece of Baltimore against Tampa yeah, Bay on Thursday. I get it. Uh, it's just this Patriots, uh, getting them down to, to two and a half, I think, is absolute cash money. Anything under three, I think the Patriots absolutely cover. Uh, I'm also, I am also really like the under tonight, so instead of even tying in Thursday, I may just go Pats in the under, get that up to 46. Um, we know that primetime games under 40. Uh, or numbers between 37 and a half and 40 are just like hitting at a ridiculous rate. Yeah. So uh, I, I really like that opportunity as well. Um, and I just, I, it's going to be a little wet tonight. I think you're going to see a lot of run in the football and uh, bad passing across the board. So I, I am in on the under and uh, I am down to lay the points with the Patriots. So uh, depending on where you're listening today, um, you could get this at eight. Uh, if you're betting in New Hampshire, you're getting it eight and a half time. As we predicted, this thing was going to go up a little bit as the week went on. I don't know if we'll see a nine. Uh, but we are eight and a half, at least at I last checked here today on DK with a total of 40. And again, looking around the industry, there are some eights at different places, but uh, we deal mostly with DK because we know a lot of our audience bets there. Although with the FanDuel, uh, you can get involved there as well. What's the uh, FanDuel line on this game? Uh, the FanDuel line is eight and a half. All right, so we're eight and a half here pretty much in the, the spots you can bet uh, here in New England. Total sitting at 40. It was seven and a half a week ago, so it's gone up a point. All expectation right now, Chris Scheim, is uh, Mac Jones will start, right? You know, nothing new this morning that leads you to believe he won't start? No, I will. So Jermaine Wiggins seems to have a source that, that indicates that, uh, that, that the quarterback the position has not officially been decided yet uh, and that there's still a chance Bailey Zappi starts in this game. But every other beat reporter around the team seems to indicate that Mac Jones is healthy enough and that when the, the team will declare him the starter tonight. So right. I, I, that's kind of my impression. Right now, I love Wiggy. Nice seeing him Friday at our big uh, station event. Um, I don't trust his sources. Sorry, <laughs> I just don't. I, Fair I, enough. Does it, 
I guess they're for entertainment versus like news value. Um, so with this, I'm going to stick to Reese and Jeff Howe and Tommy Curran, who all suspect that he's going to be back. How's the money being bet here, folks? Well, 78% of the bets are on the Patriots laying the points, only 54% of the money. Uh, so there is potentially some sharp money on the Bears, which makes sense. People that want to bet a lot of money don't want to lay big points in games like this. 22% of the bets, but 46% of the money. Uh, the total has come in pretty massively on the undershine. 54% of the bets, but 82% of the money. On the money line, uh, 85% and 91% of the money on the Patriots' money line. There is not a lot of money line love for the Bears to pull the upset. Um, you said you're the we, Patriots teaser and the under. Um, for those that are listening that want to be investing in the game that did not play teasers, like take the teaser part out of it. If you had to bet this game tonight and you had to if you had to pick a side or pick a total, uh, walk me through where you would lean in this game. It's not an appetizing bet to make, but there's a really, really tough case to make for the Bears. Like I, I would love to sit here and tell you, let's let's take the points, Monday Night Football, coming off the bye week, feeling good. Not the bye week, but the extended week with the Thursday. Uh, Bears can step back and step into this thing, had a couple days off. But none of the metrics say that. Their offense uh, is 30th in DVOA, 31st in pass offense, 22nd rushing offense versus the Patriots, 7th in defense DVOA, 6th against the pass, 26th against the run. So theoretically a slight advantage for the Bears in the ground. Patriot offense, 22nd overall, 18th passing offense, 14th rushing offense. Bears 16th, 14th, and 21st, uh, respectively, defensively. You should be able to run on them if you are the Patriots. Chicago comes in as one of the worst passing teams, not just this year, Shime, but in recent memory in the NFL. They are DFL, dead freaking last. Passing attempts, completions, percentage, and yards. They don't pass the ball with fields. I don't think a bye week or the extra couple days of the Thursday game are going to help them in this spot. Uh, The wet weather is not going to help them in this spot, so... It's just very hard to come on here and say, here's why I like the Bears plus the points. I also hate laying the eight or eight and a half. But if I had to bet it right now, as dumb as this sounds, as square as this sounds, Chime, I would lay the eight, eight and a half, whatever it is uh, where you are right now if I had to, because I could see this thing getting ugly. Patriot turnovers late, a touchdown defensively, which we'll get to coming up. If I had to bet it, it would be on the under. It would be on the Patriots eight, eight and a half. If I had to. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I am definitely on the under. I, I am absolutely playing that pick. That is 100%. Uh, I am fully confident in that one. I, too, uh, am siding on laying the 8.5. I don't love it. It's not my favorite thing. But at no, the same time, no, no, no. I just I don't think Bill Belichick is going to get beaten by Justin Fields. Like That's ultimately what it boils down to for me. I look at it. He dominated Jared Goff. He dominated Jacoby Brissett. He's going to dominate Justin Fields, and he's going to dominate Zach Wilson next week. And that's just kind of it. He's sitting in his lair deep within Gillette, cackling to himself like, these are the lineup of quarterbacks they gave me for four straight weeks. Oh, this is – it does we, – we could have the corpse of uh, – of, of, Johnny Unitas at quarterback, oh. and we're still going to win. Um, because wow, I did not expect a corpse of Johnny Unitas reference. To right, I was just trying to think of a really old quarterback. Sorry, um, but regardless, I, I just think Belichick could come in and just absolutely destroy this guy. Um, there are some props I like uh, in this game. Um, I think my favorite bet, though, Mutt, and as weird as it sounds, is the Patriots' first half spread of four and a half. Um, it's actually technically five and a half, but you can get an alt line at minus one twenty. So I don't even have to give up very much, and I get it at four and a half. I actually really like that. Um, this this Kyrie Thompson, our, our beat writer here for the Patriots uh, at WEI, had a really cool um, note about the Bears and, and their second half defense being 
exceptionally good. Much better. The yeah. adjustments are really good. Yeah. Exactly, which is why I actually lean on betting more on the Patriots in the first half. Um, and then they have great adjustments at halftime, and then maybe that game slows down, and that's why I also really like the under. So I want—I really want to get invested on the Patriots in the first half, and then invest on the under in the team in the entire game. Can I give you one more reason why you should like that? Yeah. Go so for it. a similar idea. So first half scoring in the NFL. Okay, this year, the worst first half scoring team in the league is the Colts. The second worst scoring team in the first half is the Washington Commanders. The third worst scoring team in the first half in the NFL. The Chicago Bears averaging six and a half points per first half. Yeah. So they're slow offensively, bad defensively early. One of the prop bets that I have written down here that I'm going to play in the Great Center in Hampshire tonight is actually the Bears under that six and a half points in the first half. Oh, okay. So you can get that at plus 110 right now. If you want to bump it up to seven and a half, they have two lines available at DK, and I'm sure other books are the same. You're getting it at plus 110, under six and a half points, and then minus 130 under seven and a half points. You're basically betting on them not scoring a touchdown uh, in that in the, the six and a half standpoint. You're allowing for a TD when you go to minus 130. I could easily see them punting a bunch and kicking a couple field goals in the first half. So we, you and I are in similar ideas here with the first half. You want the Patriots minus four and a half points. I want the Bears at plus 110 under six and a half points as the 30th scoring offense in the first half in the NFL this year. Yeah, I think that's a great way to, a great way to approach it. I it, I just don't see the Bears getting a lot of touchdown opportunities here, right? It's going to take a mental collapse by the Patriots' yep. run defense, in my opinion, to allow that. Um, and so I think in the first half you're looking at a real big uh, Patriots stomping ground there. Uh, their defense, uh, giving up the seventh most yards to running backs this year, have the Bears. It's a 4.7 yards per attempt. Uh, they don't give up a lot of catches, though, Shime. 22nd catches, 22 catches to running backs. That's second best in the NFL. And I want to go there because a lot of the world is wondering, what do I do with Ramondre Stevenson? Damien Harris is back tonight. All expectations are he'll be active in some sort of role in this game. Any prop bets stand out from the running backs? You and I are leaning on the Patriots and the under in this game. You can run on the Bears Anything that stands out, it feels like to me the Stevenson stuff has been bet up pretty good here the last couple of days. Yeah, the Stevenson stuff has been bet up pretty good, and and that's appropriate. In my opinion, I, I'm not going to play this, I don't think, but I was leaning. All morning I have been leaning Damian Harris under 53.5 yards. Um, I don't think they're going to rush him back into this. I think having come out, coming off the injury and the success Stevenson has had as of late in a rainy game on the turf, like I just kind of think they're going to give Stevenson the ball and be like, hey, Ramondre, we're going to take it nice and slow tonight. We're going to muck this game up. We're going to just win. We're going to beat them down on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and we need you to hold on to the rock and, and, and take us to the promised land. And and let Damian, he'll get a couple carries here and there, but it's not going to be anything crazy. Like, I, I would be more inclined almost to bet a Damian Harris touchdown prop than I would over on his rushing yards. Like, I think that's when you'll see a lot of Harris is inside the red zone because he's more of that downhill runner. Um, and I think Stevenson appropriately has been bet up on his props. I got to be honest. I had not thought about the Damian Harris stuff um, until you mentioned the number. Like, I, so that's they have his number higher than David Montgomery's. Number. Yep, exactly. I, I mean, the under there feels pretty. I mean, I, I had not. I'm at, I'm adding this to my list right now as something to look at this afternoon. Like, I, I hadn't factored in the weather. And think about it. They they iced Ramondre in the fourth quarter when they were dominating last week and went to, to Strong and the other rookie running back. So that that's a really interesting. Like, he has to. There's a chance that they'll. They'll void the bet if he ends up being active and not playing, um, or if he if he's inactive anyway, he'll be scratched anyway. But I mean, you you'd have to lean under on that. A hundred percent, and a half yards. Would you yeah. like to know though the best rushing prop on the board? It's neither of those players at all. 
Uh, it's actually the quarterback of the Chicago Bears, uh, Justin Fields. I want the over 42.5 rushing yards on Justin Fields. Uh, Belichick let up 104 yards, I believe it was, to Lamar Jackson just a couple weeks ago. Uh, historically, rushing quarterbacks have some rushing success against the Patriots, um, and I think Justin Fields will have that tonight. He's going to be running for his, li- for his life anyways from guys like Mac Judon and Dietrich Wise. Yep. So uh, Justin Fields over 42.5 rush yards to me is a play I absolutely love. Again, we're on the same page, Shime. I'm going to play the over 7.5 uh, rush attempts for Justin Fields. Um, he's going to get nine, ten attempts here. Looks like Jalen Hurts gets nine, ten attempts every game because he's sort of running for not. He they're planned in this case. In the case of Fields, he'll be running for his life. So you're going yardage. I'm going to go attempts. That's the second one on my list here. Outside of the Bears, under six and a half points. Uh, I, I want to go with the David Montgomery prop tonight. Chime again. Okay. Talk about numbers that I was surprised at. Um, they list his receiving number this morning at eleven and a half uh, for eleven and a half yards receiving. I want the over on that. So they played five games this year. Um, he missed one of those games. In the other four games they played, he cleared this number. Even the one game he got one catch, he cleared it with 13 uh, yards receiving. As you said, I think Fields is going to be in trouble. I could see Montgomery getting a couple of dump downs out of the backfield even early in this game. 11.5 is just too low for David Montgomery. Uh, there's also been some word in Chicago they want to get him more involved. They like Khalil Herbert, but they know that Montgomery is a better all-around back. So I'm going to be on over David Montgomery, 11.5 receiving yards at minus 150. Yeah, uh, and then I actually uh, want to look at the passing yards props real quick. Uh, I want both unders on both quarterbacks, Fields and Jones. Weather. Yep. Weather. Weather, yeah. A, weather is one. And then B with Mac Jones, like you just said with the running backs, if the Patriots are up 24 nothing halfway through the third quarter into the fourth quarter, you don't think he gets iced for Bailey Zappi? Like if, if, if Mac Jones plays and starts in this game – like, there's a very good chance he gets ice late in the game because they're, the Patriots are just absolutely mollywopping this Bears team. And so, again, I want the under. It's 214.5 with this weather plus the, the injury. I want the under there. Uh, and then I also want the under on Fields passing because Belichick is not going to be beaten by Justin Fields' arm. If anything, it's by the legs of Fields. At almost 5-1, to one, I'll have a couple of bucks in the Patriots scoring a TD tonight. Chime defensively yep. at plus 475. Um, and then, like a thesis thing on the Bears, like they say so the extra day with the Thursday, um, they they're going to retool the offense. They got to make some big plays downfield. They know they've got to make plays downfield to allow the running game to open up. Um, any thoughts on on Darnell Mooney? Forty one and a half receiving yards. His over. Like my the thesis being, they game plan one or two or three deep shots to him. They hit one of those. That thing goes over. So I thought about it. Uh, and I couldn't convince myself to do it. I, I think I'd even ra- – like, if I'm going to play a Bears receiver, I'd almost rather, like, take a shot on Pettis or Brown just because the numbers are so much lower. And, again – Dante – we're talking Dante Pettis and uh, Equinius St. Brown. Equinius St. Brown, yes. Oh, but, like, so the reason ESP, being is because – they attack down the field, right? When he does make passes, they're attacking down the field, and those guys have both had long, long catches this season. Like, like the like the yardage downfield. I know Pettis had like a seventy-five yard touchdown catch a week or two ago. Uh, Saint Brown has had one of those at some point this season as well. So. I, if I'm gonna attack a, a Bears receiver, it's one of those guys, just because the number's so much lower. Twenty and a half for Pettis, fourteen and a half for St. Brown. Now that that's because these guys don't play a ton. Yeah. But also I I think Jack Jones is gonna be paired up against uh Darnell Mooney most of the night. And if Jack Jones picks off a field once, they're not going to go back that direction very often. And then you're looking at Pettis or St. Brown getting one catch for 20 yards and you cash. So uh, for me, if I'm going to play a Bears receiver, it would be more in that direction. 
Uh, that that's a tough one for me. The other guy who's played a little bit, who they they posted really low for this game. I just want to double check. Like I, he's he's probably unlikely to do it. He has played a little bit, and maybe they're healthy that they won't. Uh, but the kid Jones Jr. Vilas Jones Jr. His, yeah, yeah. They, they he's had one three catch and a half like, yards is his over under. Because back to back games had one catch for nine or ten yards. Um, and it doesn't not, the targets aren't good either. So I no. probably that's just a that is a you know you're praying you get one target, one catch, one screenplay. <laughs> Set up there. Uh, won't be surprised when it hits, but I'm not rushing the window uh, to play it. Anything else that stands out to you from a prop standpoint in this one, Chris Shaw? Uh, the last one is uh, on, on the defensive special team side of the ball. You, you had mentioned uh, Patriots defensive touchdown. I also yep. want to match Judon sack. It's over .75 sacks for Judon is plus 105. Uh, give me that. This Bears offensive line stinks. Uh, I, w- I want to take a, I want to get a sack. I might even play the Dietrich Wise number, uh, which is exa- it's over a, a .75 sacks as well, but it's at plus 140 instead of plus 105. One more like idea people are, are building out DFS stuff or they're going to bet this game looking at more props that maybe we're not officially going on record with that might be interesting. So the report yesterday was Kendrick Bourne is not going to play. Correct. The turf toe, not going to play. So the receiving, the targets are, are obviously the target tree is going to be much smaller. Tyquan Thornton could be involved. But I could see a scenario where, like, if, if Nelson Aguilar is active, it's Aguilar on the outside, it is uh, Adante Parker on the outside, and doesn't Myers just eat in the middle of the field? Like, doesn't doesn't he yeah. play almost oh, every yeah. slot snap now with occasionally getting, you know, a, a breather for Tyquan Thornton when yeah. they mix him in for his specialty sets? Like, isn't it, I know it's four and a half, and he might not pass a lot, but if you're picking out a receiver tonight that you feel like you can bank on, the most reliable, because Mac loves him, by the way, uh, Jacoby Myers feels like that guy to me in this Patriot offense, especially with Kendrick Bourne out. Well, yeah, it, it, so my thought, too, was if Aguilar is out. Well, that's another one. Like, if he, go, ahead, why, go ahead. Why wouldn't I target Parker at two and a half receptions at plus 115? Like, Mac has shown that he's willing to force the ball Aguilar to Devontae out. Parker. I would, I would need Aguilar out first okay. before I, I would do that. But once, once if they get news that he's going to be out or inactive, we find out at 645 Hammer tonight, Devontae then, Parker over two and a half. Well, I just think it's going to the, the – the targetry is going to be – so much small, and I can, I can pull it up here uh, in a second. Like, Mac wasn't throwing to the tight ends the first couple weeks. Hunter Henry didn't even have a freaking target. So, like, I rule those guys out immediately. Then you're talking, uh, there's no Tyquan Thornton props. I actually would have liked the Tyquan Thornton rushing prop, but that's beside the point. It's not listed. Um, and then if you're talking Aguilar and Borner out, that literally only leaves Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton. Those are the only three receivers. That's what I was pulling up right here. So we don't think Bourne is going to play, um, according to reports. We have not heard on Aguilar yet. But if you take those guys out of it, uh, that is 36 targets they've had. And though the top three guys are Myers with 31, Parker with 22, Hunter Henry with 21, who obviously we know Mac wants to throw to. And I can imagine Mac seeing Bailey Zappi throw to Hunter Henry, made him excited to get back and hopefully more play action in this offense for Matt Patricia. But it just it opens up so many targets. Like if he's going to throw the ball, it's going to be to Myers, Parker, or Henry. It's the, it's those three. So I, I and again, smart people have already hammered Henry. He's over two and a half, but minus one fifty five. So that's already juiced up. So like Parker is your last one that you're going to get any value on uh, if if Aguilar isn't going to play tonight. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I, I'm going to have to take more of a look at that, right? Because I mean Myers, Jacoby Myers, when Mac was healthy, the first. Uh, first two weeks, he had six and 13 targets respectively Wow! with Mac. Then, he remember, he missed two weeks. He was not in the Baltimore game. Myers is out. He missed the Green Bay game just like uh, uh, Mac did. 
He came back in Detroit eight targets in his first game back, then four targets last week. Like this, my four and a half is too. I, I, they and, might not pass a lot. Four and a half is too low. I, put it on my card. Over four and a half catches for Jacoby Myers. And I, I just I, I keep trying to talk myself into this Devontae Parker number because the last time Mac Jones and Devontae Parker were on the field together, Parker had ten targets, five catches for a buck. 56. That was the Baltimore game. He yes. was really good in that game. He was yeah, really good in that game. You hate Mac Jones, but I thought he was good in that game. Eh, it, 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 at points. <laughs> and more Devontae Parker was really good. And Parker will has be, made some really good catches since then. Will you be sassing, Will you be sour tonight if Mac's playing well in the BetQL chat? Will you be annoyed if Mac plays well? Oh, yeah. I'll always, I'm always annoyed <laughs> when Mac plays well. But he won't play well because of the rain. And everybody will be like, oh, look, see, the Patriots can beat Chicago with Mac, too. See, bad teams just get beaten by the Patriots. And I'm like, yeah, bad teams do get beaten by the Patriots. It doesn't matter who you have a quarterback. Okay, uh, so we want to remind people, uh, to help out this podcast, we just gave you the full breakdown, 20 minutes or so, Patriots-Bears tonight. Uh, I'll have more tonight, 6 o'clock on Monday night, WEEI, two hours leading into the game. And more importantly, or as importantly, BetQL app. BetQL app, it is free. Download it, sign in, go to the chat function there on the bottom, click on the little football. It says Monday night, Patriots-Bears, Mutton Shine, BetQL Boston are chatting. Uh, you and I are going to chat during the game. I've already put some uh, stuff in there. You're already in there as well. So a little Easter egg. People listen to the podcast. A little bonus. Jump in early. Yes, sir. I'll be chatting during the day and then during the game uh, tonight. And a late night for you, Shime Time. Holy yeah, and mackerel. you know what? I'm doing it for the people. I'm doing it for the benefit of the people because yeah. I love you all so much. And I love talking gambling, let's be honest. Uh, I certainly do. And you love – you're rooting as Mac Jones at some level tonight, which is good. Yep. Yes, I am. Just mean, but it's also not eh, It's fine. It happens. All right, uh, Sean, we've covered it all. Uh, I have things to go do on a very rainy Monday. I'll be on the air tonight at 6. Uh, we'll be in the BetQL chat uh, throughout the course of the afternoon. I'm going to post my picks in there uh, at about 5.45 tonight. Perfect. I'm going to play everything that, that I'm in on for the night. I'm going to post in there, and then I'll be chatting uh, throughout and during the game. Shime will as well. Shime, good luck tonight. Let's get this teaser home. The Patriots minus two. We can celebrate tomorrow and turn the page. And, oh, by the way, if you want to bet the Patriots right now against the Jets, I wouldn't be mad if you did because Shime's right. They're going to spank the Jets next week. And I think they're Zach only like one-and-a-half-point favorites to open, which is one and a half way on the too road. little. One-and-a-half on the road. Stupid. If you want to bet that ahead of time, you can go ahead and do that. That number will be three-and-a-half by the end of the game tonight. I don't disagree. Shime, good idea. I'm going to New Hampshire. I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you, Mutt. Oh, no. I'll talk to you tonight in the back. Yes, you will. Yay! Woo! See you.